0: Hello, hello. Today on the podcast, we are going to be continuing our topic of teenagers and specifically talking about teenage mood. Now, this is going to be a series about teenage health. We're going to continue this next week. And and for a few weeks, we're going to be talking about hormones and skin and all of those common issues that we can see in teenagers. Um, So I am the mum of an almost 14-year-old. If you're a new listener, you might not know that. Uh, I, I do talk about this whole kind of challenge of learning how to be a parent of teenager, a teenager that I feel like I'm going through. Um, And so this is a good reminder to me because my son has always been fairly helpful, you know, easy to get along with. um, And I've definitely noticed that shift in him, just being a bit more resistant, and um, you know, talking back and having an answer for everything. And that's totally normal for teenagers. So, when we're thinking about teenagers' mood, you know, we're we're talking about things like, um, you know, the the anger and the frustration and the sadness and. You know, a lot of teenagers can get that really low mood. You know that they they're slow moving, and I'm going to explain some things about the teenage brain that you might not know um, that can help you really understand why they are that way. <laughs> but I think an, an often overlooked part of teenagers' moodiness is the impact of social development because the teenage years are that time of transition from being a child into being an adult. And when we have younger kids, they often just follow the way of their parents thinking about the world. But as they hit those teenage years, they start to develop their own thoughts, their own values, their own beliefs that are unique to them. And as their independence grows and they spend fun, uh, they spend time finding themselves, you know, their mood can fluctuate and that can be a reason that they are a little difficult to get along with, or a little little bit moody. So I think we have to be gracious when we're um, when we're dealing with teenagers and their moods. And it's helpful to understand what is going on. So you know, when it comes to teenage moods, anger, frustration, a lot of it comes from the hormones um, and the imbalances or the changes in hormones that are happening during those teenage years. I mean, I think as adults, particularly as women, we know all too well the power that um hormones have on the way that we are, the way that we feel. And so we understand that um you know, even small shifts in hormone levels can lead to that anger, that frustration, impatience, sadness, aggression, or just generally feeling emotional, you know, more emotional about things. And when teens are going through puberty, the hormonal shifts that happen for them are massive. Um, But teenage moodiness is not only about hormones. You know, it's about that social development and it's about the changes that are happening in the brain. So, the teenage brain can be thought about as a brain under construction. Areas of the brain that are unused or no longer needed are being pruned away and some of the connections within the brain are being strengthened. So, there's a lot of happening in a relatively short period of time to the brain and during the teen years one major part of the brain is still being built and that is the fr- the prefrontal cortex which is where decision making impulse control problem solving and understanding consequences occur so this area is not fully de- developed until we are in our 20s so we've got to remember that and and i want to say that again the decision making the impulse control the problem solving and the understanding consequences is not at its optimum when our kids are teenagers so we we you know understanding that and um you know letting letting our kids know that we understand that their brain is changing and that's why they're acting the way that they are i think is important so the teenage brain makes its decisions in in a part of the brain called the amygdala. And this area is associated with emotions, aggression, and more impulsive, instinctive behavior. So if you are on the receiving end of some teenage anger, remember that the amygdala is behind it it's not your teenager it's the amygdala we can blame it on the amygdala so although teenagers can make decisions they are more emotional than logic in nature and i think that's you know really helpful to understand isn't it so your teenage isn't teenager isn't being difficult or risky or making stupid decisions for the sake of it their brain simply isn't designed to act sensibly and logically yet isn't that a relief that you know it's not it's not just our child or our teenager um it is it is that brain development there is a reason for it so i also want to talk to you about neurotransmitters because these are really important brain chemicals and the changes that occur in the teenage brain Um, that I've just talked about also affect neurotransmitters. Um, And the changing levels of these chemicals affect the way that our teenagers think and can greatly contribute to mood swings. So one of the brain chemicals that affects teenage behaviour is dopamine. And this is a feel-good chemical that is triggered by rewards. I talked about this a little bit last week when I was talking about the the junk food um, and why teenagers are so drawn to it. So, the teenage brain has more receptors than dopamine can connect to, which encourages them to seek out rewarding experiences. So um, dopamine is stimulated by experiences such as junk food, eating junk food, the high sugar, high fat junk food, social media use, gaming, alcohol and drug use. And this is why teenagers are, you know, known to be problematic in these areas because their brain is kind of searching for those dopamine experiences. And those are the easiest ways to get it. So teenagers have a lower baseline level of dopamine as well, but they can have higher spikes when dopamine is stimulated. So their brain is constantly looking for that next hit. To make them feel better. So we want to obviously steer our teenagers away from too much junk food, the social media use, the gaming, the alcohol, the drugs, and really steer them towards more healthy habits that can still stimulate dopamine. So things like sport, team sport can be great for this creative arts, music, um, drama, dance, performance arts. And I know for my son, uh, and I've mentioned this a few times, you know he is getting his dopamine hits on the mountain bike um, trails, which is so great. you know so steering them towards those healthy habits uh, which give them that that stimulation in dopamine will avoid them looking for that dopamine hit in those more unhealthy habits. So, by encouraging your teen towards these types of hobbies, you can help them feel good without being hooked on things like junk food, social media, games, and, and alcohol and drugs. So, now that I've shared a little bit about the brain and some of the reasons that your child is moody, your teenager is experiencing, you know this moodiness in their teenage years. I want to talk about how can we help them? Um, so of course, mood swings are very normal. Uh, for teenagers, it's, it's part of their healthy development. We can't prevent all of our teenagers' frustration and anger and sadness and moodiness. Um, but there are still ways that we can help them to smooth the transition and lessen the swings. And I think the first really important point is to, you know, really make time to listen to them, to communicate with them, even though that might not be always easy you know being available and um you know making that time and space to um let them know that you're that you're here and when they do open up to you really making sure that you're listening not judging not You know, quickly replying anything like that. So truly listening is really important. Harder to do than it's than say, um, but I think that's really important to keep that open communication there with teenagers. Because as soon as teenagers feel judged or shut down, or you know, told, oh, don't be silly. That's not a big deal. Just ignore that person. Then they're going to be less likely to talk about it next time. So just reflect their emotions back to them. If they're telling you something, it sounds like you're really angry about that or that must make you feel really sad. Um, Those sorts of things. My son's on to me with this already. (laughs) He says says to me, mum, you sound like a (laughs) counsellor, even though he's never seen a counsellor before. (laughs) Um, But I think it's still important. I still do it. And it's a good way for him to open up. So the next thing is sleep. Focusing on a good sleep is really important um, because obviously if you're sleep deprived, you're more grumpy and irritable. But the link between sleep and mood for teenagers is even more important. So there's a dramatic change in sleep rhythm and cycles for teenagers because of the shift in melatonin, which is another neurotransmitter or brain chemical that helps us to sleep. So In younger children and adults, melatonin is produced as the sun goes down and the light diminishes, and this induces sleepiness. Melatonin drops as the morning comes and the sun comes up so that we can wake up. But for teenagers, this cycle is delayed by about two hours. So teenagers are actually wired to go to sleep later and wake later. So when you're trying to wake your teenager up at, up for school at 6:30 a.m. It's really like you're trying to wake them up at 4:30 a.m. So I think again it gives us that better understanding as to why they won't get up in the morning and why they feel the need to stay up later at night. But unfortunately, you know, the way our society is set up doesn't allow for this later wake time. Um you know, they've got to get up and get to school. But on weekends, I think it's important to let them sleep in and get that extra rest that they need. I do want to mention here that a big factor that can influence this melatonin production um, further is screen use. So the light that is emitted from devices can interfere. Does interfere with melatonin production. So if your teenager is on their phone, their laptop, their tablet until late, they will sleep even later and wake even later. It will disrupt that sleep cycle even more. So it's important to keep those phones out of the bedroom um, and ideally encourage them to get off their phones and their screens one hour before bed. Um, And it may, may, may be a good idea to kind of Get into the habit of all charges or all phones being charged out in communal areas such as the kitchen so they don't have their phones in the room. You can also install things like blue light uh, blocking apps or modes, which does help to reduce the fa- uh, these effects, but it is better to keep them off their phones um, in that hour before bed. The other thing we want to do is is support our teenagers' stress levels. Now we might think, gosh, what have they got to stress about? But it is a stressful time. You know, there's a lot of emotions, there's a lot of there can be a lot of social issues and friendship issues, um, particularly now with the, the use of social media. And stress makes us more irritable, impatient, short term tempered. Um, And again, for teens, this is even more of an issue because that developing brain is more vulnerable to stress. So this means that they have a low lower tolerance for stress, which might, you know, we might ask ourselves, why are they so stressed about this? It's because of the way their brain is wired. Um, And of course heightened stress can lead to outbursts of anger and frustration and even aggression. Uh, So, we want to be supporting the stress in teenagers. And so, one way that we can do that is to take a look at the family schedule and see what you can simplify, talk to your teen about what activities they want to keep and whether there are things that they could drop so they have sort of more downtime. Um, And just make sure that there is plenty of time for downtime, particularly on weekends, because teenagers do need more rest and rela- relaxation time, but we need to try and keep them off their devices in that time as well. So encouraging them to read a book or spend time with friends or even just, you know, sit out in the sunshine and, um, you know, have, have a conversation or watch the clouds or do something outside that is restful um, can be really beneficial for teenagers. Um, And another important step is to make sure that you give them time to stay connected with you. This can be harder as they become more independent, but you want to have something you can do together. Um, for example, like you might go for a weekly bike ride or go for a hike um, once a month or, you know, visit a particular national park um, regularly. So keep those channels of communication open when they're having a tough time as well, which can help to reduce their stress levels. You know, they just need to know that you're there, that you've got their back, that you're not going to add to their stress levels If they bring something up that's bothering them with you. Now, the other thing that can really make a big impact on mood, of course, is diet. There's a huge link between food and mood. And when it comes to teenagers, the most important step to support their mood is including as many whole foods as possible in their diet. Now, this isn't easy because, as I explained last week, they are biologically drawn to junk food, um, but we can make sure that we are, you know, nourishing them well. And I talk more about that in last week's podcast episode, if you want to have a listen to that. Looking after their gut health is really important as well um, because there is that gut-brain connection link. And so if they've got uh, digestive issues or their gut is out of balance, that is going to affect their mood um, in a negative way. So um, we want to be nourishing their gut with things like probiotics um, and high fiber foods. Um, and we do have a free gut health ebook for kids, which is really relevant for teenagers as well. So, I'll pop the link to that in the show notes so you can have a look at that for more information about how to nourish your child's gut to improve their mood. And then I did just want to finish off by talking about some specific nutrients that are really helpful for Balancing that teenage mood as much as you can. Zinc is one of them. So, zinc is so important for teenagers. It plays a, an important role in puberty um, and it has an important role to play in mood and mental health as well. So, zinc um, acts as a natural antidepressant. It reduces inflammation, which can impact on mood and brain health. It supports healthy neurotransmitter production and balance and it helps to balance the hormone levels that contribute to moodiness. So um, zinc is one of those supplements that you might want to look at for your teenager. Another one is omega-3 fatty acids. So when you think about the brain, it is made up of mostly fats. So we want to make sure that healthy fats make up a big part of you know, our teenagers' intake of fats. Omega-3s can help balance mood. Omega-3s have been shown in research to help with things like depression and anxiety. They help to support a healthy stress response. And again, they reduce inflammation um so we can get omega 3s through fish and seafood but it is difficult to get enough of these through food alone so it is another supplement we wa- we might want to look at particularly if our kids and teenagers are having you know quite severe mood swings and mood issues B vitamins are also really important for a healthy mood all of the B vitamins play a role in mood but folate and B12 are particularly useful. Um, So B vitamins can help aid with the production and release of the neurotransmitters or the brain chemicals. They support the stress response, and they also assist in energy production. So B vitamins are great for those kids that just seem to be lethargic and slow all the time. Uh, A good quality multivitamin will, will include... All of your B group vitamins, and you particularly want to be thinking about B12 if your child doesn't eat meat or is, um, you know, vegetarian or vegan or has a low meat intake. So I wanted to add that in there as well. And then there's vitamin D. So vitamin D we acquire primarily through sunlight. Um, And it does have an important role to play on mood. So vitamin D acts as a mood regulator. It supports the release of dopamine and serotonin. And it helps to protect against mood disorders such as depression. We know that low vitamin D is associated with mental health conditions such as depression. Vitamin D is something you can get tested um, through a a pretty simple blood test. Uh, And, you know, it really depends on where you live and what sort of climate you live in. And, of course, how much time your teen spends outside um, as to whether they might need some vitamin D support through supplementation. So I hope that has given you um, some, some tips and some things that you can think about to improve your teenager's mood. Um, and don't forget that we offer support here at Natural Super Kids, really convenient online naturopathic appointments. Um, and so you can head on over to our website and um, have a look at the book and appointment Area to see all of the details of how you can work with us um, to get that specific advice for your teenager's moodiness. So, next week we'll be moving on to hormones. I'm going to do a podcast episode on hormone um, changes and how we can support puberty in girls. And then I will do one specific um, episode for boys the next week as well. And then I think we'll move into skin health for teenagers. So I hope that was um, enjoyable and you learnt some new practical strategies that you can implement to make life a little easier with your teenager. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Head on over to our website, naturalsuperkids.com for the show notes for this episode, as well as a whole heap of inspiration to help you raise healthy and happy kids. I'll see you next week.